Come with us We're out of place I'm doing fine I'm feeling great You're not my fan You can't relate Straight talk going safe It's not safe Before you cross me Look both ways Leaving the scene With no trace None in my lead You out of place I'm not at the top I'm out of space Can't eat with us We're out of place I'm doing fine I'm feeling great You're not my fan You can't relate Straight talk going State to state Hey guys, what's going on? It's your host, your boy, George Bakai. You all know me. You all know the platform. This is Straight Talk Wrestling. And there's nobody better to have on Straight Talk Wrestling than the man who speaks nothing but 100% truth. If you're on his Twitter, you know. If you're on his Instagram, you know. If you follow him on Facebook, you know. This man speaks it, he lives it, and he breathes it. He is the CEO of Shane Taylor Promotions, the baddest of all time. Please welcome back to Straight Talk Wrestling. Shane Taylor, how are you, my dude? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's the intro that I've been talking about. Get me hyped up for this. Nobody better. Nobody better. The baddest of all time. Yes, sir. Absolutely. 150%. Man, I've been looking forward to getting you back on the show for a while. Uh, you actually mentioned in your in your interview with the mini host that this is kind of like the gold rush of wrestling, where there's a lot of moving parts and a lot of things happening. And I remember reading an article uh, that an interview that you had done where you mentioned that you thrive in situations like this when it's chaos. When chaos is there, Shane Taylor thrives at his strongest. So what's the what's the thing about chaos that makes Shane Taylor who Shane Taylor is? The fact of not knowing the unexpected. Chaos makes you have to adapt. Chaos absolutely makes you have to keep your head on a swivel. It makes you have to watch. It makes you have to be sharp. It makes you have to be on your game at all times. Growing up, that's my life. You know what I mean? So um, living on army bases with my dad to Eastside, Cleveland, Ohio, like that's where I'm comfortable. So I, to put it better for some people, I am comfortable where other people are uncomfortable. Right. Um, and so that's, that's just who I am. And so in situations like this, where you don't really know what's next, you're kind of anxious, you're a little afraid. There's all kind of, there's all kind of emotion. Um, those are times where I lock in and I focus and I'm able to have this sort of quiet excitement, right? Because you don't know what's happening. It kind of feels like, uh, if you've ever been in, in a fight, that moment, right. As you see the guy and you're walking to him, that moment where you're like, Ooh, here we go. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, Hey, you know, there's, there's only two outcomes of this, right? Either I'm standing here with my hand raised or they're asking me what happened. You know what I mean? Like, but something's going to happen. Right. So, uh, there's, there's that feeling, but, uh, I, I haven't had to be asked what happened too many times, you know what I mean? So I'm always very confident, uh, in anything that I do. Uh, and I'm looking forward to what the next platform is, what the next stage is, um, and doing what I do, do best. And that's being one of the best professional wrestlers in the world. So that's, I mean, that's amazing to me that, uh, you fully are out there saying that you thrive in chaos. So a lot of people like those controlled situations, but you thrive in the uncontrolled. And wrestling over the last year, especially for the ROH roster over the last five months, has been very uncontrolled. Now, it was interesting, before um, Final Battle, I sat down with Red Titus, and we talked about what the vibe going into Final Battle was going to be like. But it's interesting mm-hmm. to get the perspective from someone now that it's time has passed, final battle has passed. What was the vibe that night? I mean, you guys put on a killer show. I loved it from bell to bell. It was phenomenal. But what was the vibe like while that whole show was running, knowing that at least for a little while, this was going to be the last time you're going to see a lot of that roster. 
Um, I think it depends on the individual. I, I think there was a overall sense of like, this is our night. We're going to make, we're going to show who we are. Um, and why, you know, we, the taglines that we use best wrestling on the planet all, and all that still applies. Um, because it's my belief that that roster that we had from top to bottom, there is no more talented roster on the planet. You know what I mean? I don't care what company you're talking about from top to bottom, from the number one guy to the trainees in the dojo. Um, nobody else really stacked up against us, you know? So, um, that night there was obviously, you know, some, some tears by some, some anger by others. Some were relieved. Some were, you know, already counting the days to be gone. You know what I mean? Or were already, already left and came back. You know what I mean? Like, um, and then for me and my guys, again, it, it was that quiet sort of anxiousness and, and excitement to be like, all right, um, this is the last time we're ever in a ring of honor ring. We're going to make sure people understand who the hell we were, you know what I mean? And, and what we did. Um, and, and Kenny King was of the same mindset. Um, we, we both went out there that night going, we don't care what the main event is. Like after we're done, you might as well just go home. You know what I mean? Um, and that's no disrespect to anybody after us. It was just, that was the mindset we had going in. Um, and I, I think when you take it, when you take a poll uh, and people ask what was the best match on that card, what was the match of the night? What was the best fight? They're going to say Shane Taylor and Kenny King, you know what I mean? With homage to the Briscoes and OGK who went, who went out there and absolutely tore it down too. But um, if it's not one of those two, you know what I mean? Um, then you just weren't paying attention. So um, the overall vibe was positive. Uh, I, I know some people were mad at me because I said that uh, I, I didn't think we needed as many of the promos that we had. Mm -hmm. um, like one of Ring of Honor's first taglines was fiercely independent, right? And being a fan of, of ring of honor watching everybody come and go some that stuck with me, you know? And it was like, if this is the, if we're going down, like I don't want to lean on any crutches, you know what I mean? Like we're going to stand on our own too and swing, you know what I mean? And swing for the swing for the damn fence. Um, because that's the kind of pride that I have. That's the kind of pride that I feel like, you know, ran through ROH when people talk about its golden days, it was that, win, lose, or draw, we're going out as us. You know what I mean? Um, but other people, you know, didn't see it that way. But that's the way I felt going into it. Um, and really giving all the talent there as much time as possible to showcase themselves to whoever, you know, to independents across the country, to majors across the country, across the world. That was that time. And I just feel like they could have been given more time to do so. I, I don't disagree with you at all. I think you're 100% right. Uh, it's okay to honor the past, but remember what you have right there, which is arguably, like you said, you look at everybody that was there at that point on that pay-per-view, nobody stacked up against what was there. And I'm an ROH faithful from the beginning. So I'm right there with you on that. Fiercely independent. And um, I felt that maybe on that pay-per-view, they took a little bit of a step back, more so honoring the past than recognizing the present. 
And I, I don't think that was, that was fair to you guys. I agree with you completely on that. I really do. And, and, and to be, and to be fair, like I understand what everybody was saying that, you know, you got, you know, this, and, and, and just like you said, you got to honor the past. I go, and my thing was like, look, everybody who had those interviews has their own social media platforms, right? If you want to honor the past, Hey, it could have been, Hey, release a minute long, two minute long promo on your own social media thing, promoting the pay-per-view, promoting, you know, buy tickets, watch the show, you know, have a, a couple surprises in there, right? Like you're going to put them on this week by week that you do anyway, right? So people are still going to see them on YouTube. They're still going to come in, but you're, you're going to get more views across five, six, seven different stars that you had on here, right? Get, get those, get that awareness out and get more eyes on the pay-per-view, hopefully more asses in, in seats. And then, you know, you can still have all the same messages. Um, you can have it playing before the show. You know what I mean? You could, there's a million things you could have done other than take, you know, what was maybe 30, 45 minutes away from the show for the promos, you know, which, you know, and again, I respect everybody who dedicated their time to do it. This is just a matter of, time efficiency not you know wanting to see people say their piece absolutely again not not going to disagree and that's why i think you and i gel from the get-go uh straight talk wrestling is called straight talk for a reason the interviews go out as they are nothing gets unedited nothing gets changed i may drop a little audio spikes here and there because my voice bellows i have that stage voice it just carries <laughs> so <laughs> i i I got to cover those pops and those crackles, but I, I release it as it is. And that's why you and I, like we gelled from the jump because you talk it, you live it. I talk it. I, 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 I keep it real hundred percent. And one of the things mm -hmm. I love is your pinned tweet that you have right now, that video of you working out, you guys all working out, you guys all getting that work in. And at the end you go on that like 25 second heartfelt rant of, you know, I could be buddy, buddy, but with the promoters, I could kiss ass from this person. I could kiss ass from that person, but I don't need to do that. We're here. We're putting in the work. Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't know if you realize how imperative those words really are. Like when I, I watched that, I watched that two, two, two minute video so many times and it sticks with me, especially at last 25 seconds, it resonates mm -hmm. and you're not taking shots at anybody. You're just being completely honest. And what mm -hmm. was it when you released that? What were you, you knew that the reaction might be a little bit negative. It also might be positive, but you spoke your truth. What mm -hmm. was, what was the vibe like when you dropped that video and you just kind of sent it out there to the world? The vibe was me as close to 10 as anybody's ever seen. Right. Um, it's funny because people always say, you know, for, to be successful in wrestling, you take parts of yourself and you turn it up. Right. For me, I take who I am as a wrestler. That is the toned down version of who I am in real life. Right. So the closest you get to seeing who I am in real life is what you see in the ring. Mm -hmm. Right. Because outside of the, like, I know from a professional standpoint, I can't say certain things. I can't do certain things. Right. It's not good for business. Right. Me personally. <laughs> Whole different animal, right? Whole right. different ball game, whole different guy, right? right? Uh, same values, same way of thinking, same all, all of that. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I just don't tolerate disrespect. I don't tolerate BS. I don't, I'm, I'm a very no nonsense individual. Like my, my money, my family, my name, and not in that order, but 
I will do whatever I have to do to protect that by any means. You know what I mean? Because that's, that's what it is. Um, and so at that point we, we had just finished the workout. Uh, no, we are actually going to go do some more stuff and you're just, you're, you're sitting there it's CT. You got the guys around you're on 10 because you're, you're pushing this weight and, and you're, given everything you got, they're given everything that they got. No one wants to be outdone. So you've got this sort of like competition, but not really. Cause you're still pushing the guy to do like, um, I think we, we, we did like max rep curls. Right. And like, I, I set the pace then some guys beat it. Then I, then I went again and I was the only one to go twice. Cause when you're the captain, you do the extra work, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And even on the second one, it's like, you know, I'm trying to beat it. They're like, boy, you better not stop. You better not. You know what I mean? So they're still, still pushing you. And uh, when you're in an environment like, like that, man, you can't help but get hype. You can't help to just let it out. And that's one of the things that's so frustrating about this sport is like with any other sport, right? Like basketball or football, for example, if I run a four, two and you run a four five, you don't play homie. I do. You know what I mean? That's, that's it. Right. Um, if you can't block that guy and I can, you don't play. Right. Wrestling is the only sport where I have to now run a four seven to make your five look to make your four or five look better. Right. Because you're the coach's kid or you you have the connections that I don't have or you do all these things that I don't get that I don't do. And so that's that's the business side side of it. And the and the political side, the all that stuff that I don't really get into because it's pointless right and if that's how you get all your stuff if you completely turn your back on who you are your values and everything that you believe to get that when you finally get to that point you're going to break you're going to crack you're going to feel that pressure and it's going to be too much for, for you because you weren't ready for that spot you microwaved yourself to get to that spot and you know you weren't you weren't fully ready to take the pressure that comes with that right and so one thing that I'm so proud of with myself, with my guys, with everything we've built organically with STP is this was all us and the fans. There was no big media push. There was no big marketing push like you saw other, you know, factions get, right? Even on pay-per-view announcements, right? It'd be like the foundation, La Faction and Gobernable, Violence Unlimited, the Briscoes, OGK, and many more. It's like, dog, how many times do we have to be and many more. Mm-hmm. How many times do we have to make you understand that you should probably be saying our damn names? You know what I mean? And so that stuff like that was constant, constant motivation too. And uh, shout out, actually, shout out to my guy, Zane, uh, who does all the camera work and, and stuff there and did all the promos. He's the one that makes all that stuff look so great. Um, he understood just about better than anybody backstage other than the members of STP, exactly how we worked mentally. And so so, some of those he did purposely because he knew (laughs) he, and this is, and this is funny because some of my closest friends do shit like this. Like he knows seeing that it's going to get back to me and people are going to go, Hey man. And I'm going to be like, Ooh, you know what I mean? And then, it's it's you get everything that you want from Shane T. You know what I mean? So um, shout out to him because there's a few times he's like, yeah, I did that on purpose. I was like, I, I knew you did. I knew you did. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> At least he was honest enough. I mean? He was honest oh, enough oh, to oh, tell you. Oh. 
Oh yeah, he's he's as you know straight up uh, up and down like six o'clock. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, it, it's just one of those things where it's just like, um, it, it'd be easy, man. Like it'd be easy to schmooze and kiss ass and and play fake with all these people. Like you see so many people who will smile to each other's faces. Like dog, you don't like him. You don't like each other. You were just talking trash about him a week ago, right? You don't like each other. Why are you sitting here like dapping it up like y'all best friends since the sandbox? Like, I, I hate it. You know what I mean? Like, you cannot like someone. Understand, hey, man, we're not going to get it along. We're not going to be, be friends. We can absolutely go out there and work together and trust each other to keep each other safe and put on a great show. I'm not going to pretend like I like you. You know what I mean? I'm not I'm not going to go down that road. We, we aren't friends. We're not buddies. I'm not sending you a Christmas card. There's no bonus in this for me. We're, we're just going to go do our job. And there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and as long as you're a professional, then, you know, it is then it should be all good. Uh, but that's that's what that was. was just like we could do all that stuff. Right. But that's not what we're going to do. We're going to do what we've always done. And that is stay here, grind, put in the work. And when our time comes. We are going to be ready for it because we're built to handle it. A hundred percent. Again, there's, there's not much that you say, even your philosophies in life. I don't disagree with. I, I keep it the same way. Like I, I tell people all the time at work, I, I'm a truck dispatcher by trade. There's drivers and I that butt heads consistently. I'll say, listen, man, you and I aren't friends. I'm the dispatcher. You're the driver. At the end of the day, our job is to service the customers and everybody get home safe. That's it. You could say all the mm-hmm. shit you want. I can say all the shit I want. But at the end of the day, if I give you an instruction, it needs to be followed. And your job is to follow it, plain and simple. And that's the way the world should. If the world worked like that, fuck, Shane, could you imagine the different landscape the world would be in if everybody just thought like us? Fuck. Everybody wants to be the exception. Everybody wants to be special. Well, the rules don't apply to me. Yes, they do. (laughs) Yes, they do. Right. And, you know, and in some cases, right, you have to break certain rules. You have to in order for progress to be made. I, I, I get that. Most of them, though, are there for a reason. You know what I mean? And, and they're there because it allows things to run smooth, to run smoothly. And as long as everybody is being treated fair and equal, then there should be no problem staying within those guidelines. Only when things get out of whack like that, do you go, okay, well, maybe we, we need to change how this works, right? Just to make sure everybody's getting their fair slice of the pie. But if that's happening, follow the damn rules. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's, it helps everybody. It helps everything just move the way it should. Absolutely. Um, you know, what's fascinating is, is that um, one of the uh, another article I read is where you talked about how right now the landscape of wrestling is so exciting that you're going to see locker rooms shuffle and change. You're going to see veterans going back out there on the indies, helping the young guys, keeping the next generation coming up. You're going to see, you know, young guys getting those spots. You're going to see those people that didn't really get that push getting an opportunity. And now the landscape of ROH, when the return happens in April, the landscape will change. Some members have already been seen on other programs. Rhett Titus, for example, he's on NWA. You got Maria Canales. You got Mike Bennett. You got there over there in, in Impact with PCO doing their thing. And then you've got uh, Roxy, who apparently may or may not be signed with WWE. Who knows? It's all up in the air. But the landscape and the roster of ROH is going to look very different amongst that return. Does that mean that this might actually be the time for STP to be past the end more? Because now that there's there's so much availability for those top spots that you guys rightfully earn, you guys deserve those spots because you put in that work. That's a possibility. Um, 
we're we're the kind of individuals though that like just and and it's similar to the way it happened with the six man titles, right? We were supposed to get our shot. Uh, Max's squad couldn't make it; they were sick, and they wanted to hand us the titles. And we were like, "Yeah, no, that's that's not how we're gonna that's not how we're gonna win these. We're gonna face the champs when they're healthy, when they're good to go, and we're gonna beat their ass, right?" Um, I I sort of feel similarly about this, right? Where we wanted those top spots when everyone was there, mm-hmm. right? When you had that killer roster, because we earned them then with everybody there, with all your top dogs there. We were the ones everybody was talking about, right? That's what we earned. Um, if the roster comes back and it's not like it was, I don't know if being in those spots is going to feel the same because not saying that the level of talent will be in it will be any less or anything like it, like, but it won't be the same as it was. Right. Um, we had a championship team and to be, you know, the engine of that team to be the heart of that team, you know, to be the ones that when people are like, okay, they're playing, we're going to go watch, you know, that's, that meant a lot to us, you know, uh, to stand there across from the Briscoes, to stand there across from OGK, to stand there across from, you know, guys like Lethal and, and Roosh and Dragon Lee and, you know, Bandito, uh, Ray Horus, uh, Flamita, all these guys. Um, if, if everybody's not there and it's not the way it was, it's going to be like, cool, but damn, you know what I mean? Like this, this would have been so dope around the guys that, that essentially I came up with, right? Because I, I, I had been in, in the sport for about eight years or so prior to getting to ROH. But when you're there for the five, six years that I was there, it, it, it you, you essentially grow up there, right? So I, I always say, and I feel like my fans got to see me grow up in Ring of Honor, right? And adjust and, and adapt and evolve into the person into the man that I am. So um, if, if we're not sitting at the head of that table to pardon the pun and not, you know, not gimmick infringe on anybody else, but uh, it, it's just not going to feel the same, you know? So we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, um, I don't know, man, that's, that's, it, it's just, a, it's such a, it's such a quandary because, while it, it's enticing, right? I'm like, damn, we, we we could do this. And if all the attention is on us, think of what we could do. But then at the same time, it's like, but yeah, but we wanted that when everybody was here because then you've got, you essentially have the team, right? You have Hall of Famers at every spot and everybody's going this way. And it's that championship team. Um, and if you don't quite get the roster the same way, it just, it just changes the whole chemistry. It changes the vibe. It just doesn't feel the same. Again, I'm not going to disagree because I can't because the wavelength, like I said, is, is the same. And you know, when, when ROH had that final pay-per-view and the door shut and the whole wrestling world was percolating, the storm was happening. Who's going to go where, who's going to show up here. And you know, I did my Royal Rumble pre-show and I, I pushed, I was like, man, if I could see anybody, <laughs> I want to see Shane Taylor come through that curtain as one of the people in the Rumble. Thought that would have been electric. I, I was seeing matchups with, oof, I, there's there's just so many names I was throwing out there, man. I'm like, oh, yeah. wouldn't you love to see him stand face-to-face in that ring 
with like, you know, a big E or stand face to face with, uh, you know, anybody that could have been there at that time. And it didn't happen. Mm -hmm. So I guess where I'm leading with with this question is, was there interest from other organizations once Final Battle was done? And was it just not the right time? Or was it just the fact that you might be might have been creatively strangleholded? Because when you go to those other organizations, creativity is not as free as it is in ROH. And that's a struggle right. for a lot of people, and especially as a fan like me. I don't want to see STP lose STP. And that's and that's a big thing about who we are. You know, um, we are a group. I'm an individual that boxing me in. You're not going to get the most out of me when you let me go. Like, I, I know where the line is. Right. Let me be me. Let me walk up to the line. Let me flirt with the line. Let me look over the line. You know what I mean? Not step, not step over it, but you know, glance over it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like that's that's where you're gonna get the best me, right? Um, and the things that I say, the things that I believe in, uh, you have to have a platform that is willing to be able to push the envelope to be slightly controversial. Although the things that I say aren't really controversial, and they shouldn't be. Um, but you have to be willing to do that, you know, and a lot of places, not a lot, but some places, you know, they're, they're, they're very safe, very toned down, very by the book. Um, and and you're just not going to get the best of me. So, um, yeah, there's interest from a, a few places. I'm talking to a few places right now. Um, but ultimately the choice is going to come down to creative freedom money obviously uh and the ability to simply just be who i am and, and who we are uh, talent is across the board you know there's amazing talent in every single company right right now uh, the matchups the stories that we could tell the moments that we can make because that's what we're here to do is create moments and memories um uh the possibilities are absolutely endless so i am looking forward to uh mania week for sure uh, to be able to have some of these face-to-faces um and 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 sit down with some more people um and i'm looking forward to seeing what what is next for us and, and and seeing where we make that splash uh because wherever it is i want that to be the place right like i, I want to uh, um not that I'm retiring anytime soon or anything like that, but I, I want, I like, like I would have, I would have preferred to stay in ROH my, my whole career, right. For the rest of my career, because there was just always something so dope to me about the way the Briscoes handled things. Right. There was no, we ain't switching teams. We ain't doing none of that. Like we're going to put this Jersey on, put this name on the back of it. And we're going to carry this damn thing as far as we can go. You know, and that's just and that's just it. Right. And I thought there was just always something so dope about that. Um, and that's what I wanted to do. Obviously, that was, you know, cut short. But um, wherever we land next, wherever I land next, that's that I I want that to still be the goal and to be able to land somewhere, stay there and do what I can to help us win. And I think that's a great mindset to have. And so many of the articles I've read or the other podcasts I've seen you on, you've always said we, we, mm-hmm. the collective, STP, where I go, we go, we all go together. We're going to thrive together. And that, I think that's a huge part of, I'm a big, uh, one of my big, you know, 
if, if you could name yourself in three words, for me, it's family, uh, beliefs, staying true to who I am, if you will, and loyalty. I am the most loyal motherfucker in the world, but if you cross me, it's game over. You are officially mm -hmm. dead to me. You don't exist. I will not delete you off of, of social media because that's like a shitty move. I'll just delete you from my head. You didn't exist. You were never part of my life. There's, I can mm -hmm. block those memories out. And that's what I look mm -hmm. at. When, you look, when I look at a man like Shane Taylor, loyalty is a big factor. I think loyalty ranks as one of your three. Um, the fact that you've always said, we're going to go together. How important is that, that brotherhood, that bond that STP has? That you all, when, when one of you win, you all win. And that's and that's that's everything because that's who we are as people. That's what we build build this on. We understand that it'd be very hard to present four or five contracts, right? So we understand we all may end up in different companies, uh, but the goal is to be able to still bring STP to our fans in some capacity, whether it be you know get get a few of us somewhere, a few of us elsewhere all together, you know, or, or, you know, tear it up on the, in independence and still do it that way, you know, but the goal for sure is still to remain and keep everything intact. Um, and yeah, like you said, man, for me, those words would probably be loyalty, family and revenge. To be honest with you, like I'm, I'm a vengeful human being. Like, I can car I, I can compartmentalize people in a way that people will just assume, oh well, you must not have cared. No, I care. Like to get close to me, to be a to be someone that I consider a friend, to be someone that I I, I bring around my kids, you know what I mean? Like like I'm a very good judge of character. So like you have to be a dope ass person to even get that close. But if you decide or you do something and it puts you outside of that. Just like you said, it's like we have nothing else to talk about. You have you we there is no we. There is you and there's me, and that's where it is, and that's where it's gonna stay. Um and you know, one of the things that I've I've always lived my life on um is is the term live for revenge. You know what I mean? I there is and, and I'm not saying like physical revenge. So if anybody's out there, like, oh he's promoting I'm not. Uh, I mean <laughs> Defend yourself if you have to, you know what I'm saying? Yes. But um, I, I live for those moments to where, you know, people say, you know, well, we didn't think this was going to work, but you made it work. Like, yeah, what else was I going to do? Let you be right? No. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I live for those moments that make people come to me and go, we doubted you. We underestimated you. We didn't think you do do this. We're sorry. We apologize. And it's like, all right, bet. Now you understand the the kind of person that you're dealing with. You know what I mean? Now, like, I, I'm I'm a different animal than these other people that let you walk all over them because you're presenting them a check. Like, I'm not that guy. You know what I mean? Um, I am very much going to stand on my own own to hold my head up, put my chest out, and tell you and explain to you who it is I am. Um, and we're going to have an understanding from the gate that we're going to be respectful. We're going to do business the right way. Um, and if you decide to talk to me, like you have no sense, I can certainly talk, talk to you. Like, I don't have any, you know what I mean? Um, I, I, I would like to not do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, because it's just easier for everyone, but, um, 
yeah, man, that's, that's, that's who it is that I am. Um, and when you find like-minded individuals like that, that's what makes things so special that that synergy, that bond, uh, carries through everything. So, um, we are going to continue to make STP rise, flourish, uh, and absolutely dominate the sport. Again, not going to disagree because there's nothing to disagree about. I, I, this is like the easiest, inter- this is like the easiest conversation ever. <laughs> Cause it's like, yeah, I disagree mm-hmm. with everything because the wavelength is, is so real. And again, another thing uh, that I love about you and everything that you do is Twitter, Twitter for me, when it's used the way you use it, it's life. It's enjoyable. It's entertaining. It's truthful. It's honest, but it's not the full curtain, but it's enough to get you to understand a little bit about what goes on in the mindset. And I also love the Twitter battles, especially the most recent one with PJ Savage. That was entertaining <laughs> as all hell. Dude, I would get up at 6 a.m. to the point where right. I literally had you two on like just like different screens so I could see because you guys were going so fast at each other. I had to like oh. I had to have two screens up and have your Twitter feed on one and his on the other. Man, talk to me about when you find somebody like a PJ Savage that is, has that same mindset as you. Like, we're going to work. We're going to do business the right way. But it's going to be entertaining as fuck. Oh, yeah. To me, that's everything, man. And there, there are certain people who bring that out of my personality, right? And he, they, the takeover as a group, right, seem to be those guys. They kind of say things that kind of get on your nerves, right? They, they kind of piss you off. And it's just like, but then at the same time, I'm like, we're not in the same league for you to piss me off. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, like, one of the phrases that I use is nobody just calls out Doc Holiday. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like a lot of people are like, well, I'll, I'll fight Doc. Eh, a lot of people say that, right? But there's not many people that Doc looks at and goes, all right, I'll, 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 I'll put, I'll put the boots on for him. I'll, I'll, I'll go grab the gun for him. You know what I mean? And we'll see what this is about. And, you know, I, I enjoy people that bring that out of my personality because that's what I'm at my best. That's when, that's when it's fun for me. Keith Lee used to say, he's like, dude, you're real life Vegeta from DBZ. He's like, if, if you don't have someone to chase, or a chip on your shoulder, you're not the same guy, right? He's like, you need that in order to get to where you need to get to, right? So um, guys like Shug D, guys like Darius Lockhart, you know, guys like uh, like Jay Briscoe, Mark Briscoe, Brody King, um, guys like that, you know, are, are guys that are able to get that going in me not only in the ring, but then, or not only outside the ring, but once we get in there to bring the level of physicality that I need to go, okay, we're, we're good. Oh, Kenny King as well. And Roosh and Dragon Lee, all those guys, um, very capable of, of doing the same thing. Some of my favorite opponents, because, uh, when you can match that intensity, you know, it's going to be special. And for me, when I perform, it's not about being the greatest, you know, um, catch as catch can wrestler and, and grappler extraordinaire. I'm not here to put on this Zack Sabre Jr. esque level of technical wizardry. You're like, no, I'm sh- I'm I'm here to punch you in the damn face. I'm here to punch you in the face. I'm here to talk shit. I'm here to knee you in the fucking mouth. 
I'm here to forearm the shit out of your jaw. Like, I'm here to drop you, homie. You know what I mean? And we'll see what happens. That's what this is. Um, and I, I think that's what that's what appeals so much to, like, the common person, the average person. And when they look at STP, like, we can go out there and wrestle, sure. But the average person is just here to see a fight, right? And, and that's what we do. We fight. And we talk a lot of shit. And we, and we back it up. And we have a, a, a confidence that is borderline arrogance when you talk to us because this is what we do. You know, this is who we are. So um, it's, it's just you love to see it. And, and we're going to see. We're going to see what those takeover boys can do. We're going to see what, what PJ can do. Uh, last time we came to New York, there were some cats uh, prolific talking real spicy, talking reckless about STP. We crossed the bridge. We beat that ass and we came home. I don't see this happening any other way. So, uh, uh, again, PJ, Bougie, the Michael Jackson guy that they got, uh, all these cats can get the smoke, you know, and, and once we make the announcements and, and finalize all the contracts and all that stuff, uh, we'll see if, 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 this is really what they wanted. You know, when he's standing across the ring from me, there's nowhere to go. All your people are here now, right? You you put yourself in this position. You put yourself in this situation. We'll see what you got. Uh, and he had, he had better bring the best PJ Savage that there's ever been because if not, it's going to be a very short night. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. But I, I also know PJ pretty well. And I know that you two are going to put on something special that – in the dawns of time, when it comes to New York, people will still be talking about the night that Shane Taylor and PJ Savage finally met in the ring. That I know for sure. I do know that for sure. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. 150%. A couple more questions. I'm going to let you go enjoy the rest of your evening. Now, mm-hmm. I mean, you're a girl dad. I'm a girl dad. One of the mm-hmm. things that we the girl dads live for is there are princesses. I'll admit right. it. I've worn a tiara. I've had tea parties. Okay. I have done it. I have literally read my daughter night's bedtime stories with a British accent because it requires it for the story. Now I've done that. It's not a very Mm -hmm. good British accent, but I've done it. So I've got to ask, I myself always picture the day when they start dating, no matter who it is, who they love is who they love. And the knock at the door comes, Shane, it comes, it happens. You're going to be home obviously, because if your girl doesn't tell you what's going on, you're going to find out anyways. I told my wife that numerous times. You better tell me because I'm going to find out regard. It's like a and six then the conversation, And then the conversation then will turn after I deal with this, we have an issue. hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. That's things to discuss, you know? Absolutely. A lot of, a lot of girl dads, they, they go to bad boys too, for like the go-to intimidation mm. speech. But for mm. me, I go to Denna King's. Or Den of Thieves, 50 Cent. Oh. I go to Den of Thieves. That's where I go. Bringing him Ooh. in. Bringing him Preach in. It. Bringing him into the, the, to the, the man cave. Saying, you know, listen, mm-hmm. 18 years, my job was for protection. Now I pass that mm-hmm. on to you. You fuck it up in any way, your mama's mm-hmm. going to be pushing you in a wheelchair. That is life well, for me. The delivery, right? The del- and what people don't understand about that is the level of authenticity that that is there. Because when I was younger, right, I, I thought the same, same thing. Oh, bad boys too, be loud, crazy, intimidating. And then I thought about it. I was like, these kids today, man, are so desensitized to all the wild shit. 
that's not going to like that might seem comical for them. They'd be like, oh, I should YouTube this. Right. And you're not going to have the same effect. But pulling him into the room with just the fellas. Right. Letting him see what's in front of him. Right. Letting him understand, like, we're not your friends. We're not your homies. We're not any of the type of people that, that you're around. Like you cross this line over here. It's a very different world you're stepping into. Right. And the way 50 just gave that line. So calm. So, so matter of fact, not, not angry, just very, very stated, very poignant. Right. Like, Hey, you know, for the first time in her life, I see that I have to hand you that responsibility. Don't fuck up. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Don't fuck up. Right. (laughs) Because this is, this is what's waiting for you if that happens. Right. So, um, yeah, absolutely. I 100% agree. You know, Den of Thieves, once I saw that, I was like, ah, oh, this is this is it. This is, uh, if, if I, I would challenge any listener to find me a better first date scenario than that. If, if you're a father that thinks like us, you know what I mean? And and to be fair, like, like you said, who they love is who they love. But I don't want to see anybody break my girl's heart. I don't care who they are or what they look like. Right. So it's, 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 everybody gets the same smoke. You know what I'm saying? So I don't care, man, woman, whoever, like if, if, if you are stepping to my door and I'm entrusting my child with, with you, we are going to have this conversation. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, perfectly, perfectly said, perfectly said. 150%. 150%. And I knew you would, I knew we would again be on the same wavelength because then it needs oh, the truth. So good. The truth. So good. Now, uh, another thing is, is that a lot of people have you no know, downtime. Shane Taylor doesn't have mm-hmm. downtime because he's always making moves. I know this. There's always things on mm-hmm. the go. There's always a lot of moving parts, like you said earlier on in the interview or in the conversations, mm-hmm. or because we don't do interviews, we do conversations. But when Shane right. Taylor does have that downtime, and let's say the kids aren't bad and you're not being forced to watch Pepper Pig because we already know Daddy Pig gets no respect. We already talked about none. That. No respect. None. No respect. But what is what is Shane Taylor's like go to binge show? Because Shane, everybody's got a bingeable show. Man. Oh, OK. So uh, I am. I just started watching Peaky Blinders. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And for me. If 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 no one has seen Peaky Blinders, oh, what did I tell my boy it was today? I was like, imagine the Sopranos, but early 19th century England. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is what this is what it is, right? And it it's 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 dope, man. Like uh I, I like I like stuff like that. Uh my boy Ray Rowe was trying to get me to watch Sons of Anarchy for the longest time. And I was just, ah, yeah, because the hype was too much. I, I never get on shows when the hype is there because I'm just like, y'all built it up in my head. And if I don't see, if this show doesn't live up to what I thought it was going to be, even it's if it's down. good, I'm not going to like it. Yeah, it's a letdown. It's down. a letdown, mm-hmm. right? So I'm like, no, let me take my time. Let me catch up. And once I started watching that too, I was like, 
damn, I'm, I'm all the way in. Until they killed Ope, and I was like, I'm out, man. <laughs> you know I mean? Right, <laughs> right? That pissed me off, too, man. There's been so bro, many that, deaths on television that fucking annoy me, man. They really uh, do. Uh, that, the death of Ope took me a good day and a half to be like, I'm not watching anymore this show. He's like, oh, you gotta watch. I was like, man, fuck this show, bro. Like, you don't, you don't, you don't kill the fucking dude. You know what I mean? Like, the, the rider, bro, the fucking lo- the right-hand man. You, like, I was like, oh, damn, they got my boy. You know what I mean? Um, but, uh, so I'll, I'll either watch SOA or I, I'm, I'm just getting into Peaky Blinders now. Uh, and man, the characters they have on that show, bro, they know how to like, if they don't want you to like somebody, they're not likable. Like, <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> you know they I mean? really make it and very I, easy. <laughs> oh, very easy. Like I, I have a, I have a soft spot for villains or people who are portrayed as the villain but have a sense of honor still, right? Uh, also because, the anti-hero. Kind of, right? Because that, that's kind of how I see myself, right? Like, the things that I say, you know, can can cause people to be angry. People can think that I'm a bad guy. But when you listen to what I'm saying, like, I'm not lying to you. I'm simply telling you the truth, right? And if the truth is tough for you, for you to hear, that's an issue on your end not necessarily on my end. Right. And so, you know, you may not like what I'm saying. You may not like me. You may not like how, how confident me and my God guys are, but look at what we do. Look at how we fight. Look at what we say, you know, listen to what we say. And if you can, if, and once you do that, you kind of just have to go, all right, I, I respect it. I may not like it, but I respect it. But in, in these shows, man, especially with, with Peaky Blinders so far, there are clearly established, you know, these these are bad guys, but these are our bad guys. But these guys over here, <laughs> not likable at all. To- yes. Total scumbags, yes. right? Total yes. scumbags. Like, who is it? Like, like Billy Kimba? Yeah. Billy Kimba? Mm-hmm. Uh, total scumbag, right? Yeah, piece of shit. The part- piece of shit. <laughs> total piece of shit, right? Total piece of shit. Then, like, the, the fucking chief inspector, right? You, you start off like, all right. Let me see what's up up with this guy. Was it Campbell? Yeah, Campbell. It's like, all right, all right. And then you're like, wait, wait a minute. This this dude is fucking weird. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you just, and then he he's got a face you want to punch. He really does have a punchable face. Oh, he really does. He really does. And then, like, the way you see him, like, and I hate the fact that, like, all these super high in power people are, like, the weakest people ever. Yeah, bitches. You know, it's yeah. like, mm-hmm. like, dog, like, y'all wouldn't last five minutes in, in this, you know what I mean? Like, come outside of that house. Come outside away from those silk, from those silk curtains and all that stuff. You wouldn't last out here. You know what I'm saying? But you run, but you run the show. <laughs> Fuck that. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> what about? Uh, I mean, we talked about Fifty. You must have watched or at least been involved a bit. You must have seen Power at some point, right? I haven't, and this is I haven't watched Power, Ghost, none of it. Like. Um, but again, and I, and I, I still feel like because the, the craze was so, everything, like, oh, power, 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 power. I was like, ah, you know what I mean? And I just haven't gotten around to it. Uh, but I, I didn't see like SOA until like a good, until they were like, I think I maybe caught the sixth season on like the last couple episodes. Right. And then I had to go back and rewatch. So like, I'm sure at some point I'll, I'll sit down and watch power. I just... I don't know. I, I just, I just never got onto it. 
And then everybody looks at me crazy the way you just be like, Whoa. and I'm like, ah, just, ah, I haven't watched Breaking, I haven't watched Breaking Bad either. And it's for, for the same reason. It was just like, nah, man, like y'all hyping it too much. <laughs> you know, Fair I mean, enough. Fair what, I was the same way with Breaking Bad. I was the same way. I yeah. Be, I had to and wait. now like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And now it's like, well, I've gone this long. It doesn't really affect anything in my life. So I don't really care. You know what I mean? The so, world's going to still spin. Whether you watch Breaking Bad the, the or not, world, it's still The world's going to spin whether I watch the show or not. So, uh, you know what I mean? But uh, I, I definitely have, like, I'm going to finish Peaky Blinders for sure. Um, and then catch up on some anime. But then Power's on, on my list for sure. All right. 100%. When you get on that, we'll talk again. Because all I'm going to say is when you see Tommy, not so yeah. much the body type because I'm a little bit bigger. But when you see right. Tommy and his mannerisms and his attitude and the way he talks with his hands, yeah. you're going to be like, yo, that's George from Straight Talk. This fucking guy. Hey, listen, hey, listen, bro. That's I, I already see it. You know what I mean? Like like the hat, the outfit. I see I see the chain. I'm like, All right. You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like I feel like if if put in a situation, you could probably talk your way out of it. You know what I mean? Like, yes. All right. You know yes. I, mean? I could sell so, ice to an Eskimo. Put it that way. I'm pretty, you know I'm pretty I mean? good yeah. with the words. Right. So. Like I, I I know cats like that, you know what I mean. So I'm like, all right, I I I can see uh, that. It, it's funny. I was just at a at a show. I'm not even gonna say where, um, but there's a guy there, right? And he's chilling, but he was kind of off in the cut, da, 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 da. and so uh, the guy that he was with, I just casually walked up to him and was just like, "Hey, man. So I noticed this, 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 this." And you know, homie seems like this, 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 and so, 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 what's good with him? And the guy looked at me and was like, "You're the only one who's noticed that." And I was just like, "Yeah, man, I noticed it." <laughs> you know what I mean? So he called me over to him. You know what I mean? And and and, and we talked, and we, you know what I mean? Just kind kind of got a vibe for each other. And he was just like, "All right, bet." And we just understood. Okay, we're 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 from a different world than most of the people here. Right. So it was just funny that like you, you when, when you see things in people, you kind of just already have a gauge. And he was just like, yeah, dude, you're the only one to even notice or say anything. And I was just like, yeah, bro, I see it. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's, that, that stuff is funny. Awesome. And my final question, every guy has a romantic comedy. Whether they admit it or not, there's one romantic movie they will sit through with the missus because they actually don't mind it. I have Ooh. two, and I'll be honest. Okay. I have two. My first one is A Walk to Remember, okay? It gets me every time. Gets me every time. Fair. And the second one is Never Been Kissed because Drew Barrymore, I was a, I'm a big fan of the geek to finding yourself and respecting yourself later on in life. So those two movies, if my wife says to me, baby, you want to watch one of these? Yes, I do. Yes, I will. Right. Let, let's get it. Ah, those are good. What? Damn. I feel like it, it's been so long since I watched a romantic comedy, though. I'm trying to think of the last one I saw. Like, I think maybe, like, Wedding Crashers is one that I watch. Okay. It's good. Solid. Uh, and it's just one of those. I, I, I like the just two different walks of life. You know what I mean? And no other... In no other realm would they cross paths but this weird sort of crossover space. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and then it, it's hard to think on the spot of romantic comedies that you've seen. 
Like, I I might just have to stay. I might just have to stick with that one. I'm sure once we get done, I'll be like, oh, this one. You know what I mean? But well, you know uh, what? If you find one, if you remember what after this, you tweet me. I'll, I'll and we'll yep, do yep, yep. And I'll be like, this was the one I couldn't think of on the spot. This is the one. Dope. You know what? This is the one. What's great about these streaming services now is you can you can scroll through the catalog and watch something you haven't got watched it. in years. Okay, you got 50 it. Fifty first dates. Fifty first dates with Adam Sandler. Yes. Dope. Yes. Yes. Dope. Solid. The, the tape you know at the end. Because- Snoop Dogg quits weed. Snoop Dogg starts weed again. <laughs> right. 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 Like so dope. And then you had like like the shit talking with him and the people in the restaurant. You know what I mean? Yeah. Homeboy in the back like, hey, peanut butter cups. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Absolutely. So good. Like. Solid. To be able to, you know what I mean, talk shit and, and do all and have all the elements there, but still have that message of, you know, romance and all the stuff that he was trying that he was trying I tried to trying to do. Uh fucking Ru- Rudy as the brother. And I know that's not his fucking name, but he's always gonna be Rudy to me. Yeah. Uh oh, what is you know his what I'm talking name about? Now? I don't he's know. A Did, he's also a Goonie. Yes, he is. He's probably still living off Goonie cash too, if we're being sure honest about it. For sure. Um he is. Sean and, Ashmore? Sean Ashton? Sean Ashton? Okay, knock on wood. Did he die? No, no, no. Okay. You're thinking right. of one of knock the Corys, on not Feldman. Corey Haim, but died. He died. Okay. From license oh, to okay. drive, the blonde uh, kid. Yeah, he died. Yeah, I was like, damn, did he? Did he did, did, I was like, no. Okay, good. I'm, 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 I'm glad he's good then. Uh, I'm a Goonies freak too. And like, my wife's going to look at this and laugh and be like, you didn't remember who the actor is? Right. Damn it. No, but I, I I remember seeing Rudy a million times as a kid and was Sean like, Ashton. he's, Sean Ashton. he's always right just going to be Rudy. This guy right here. You can't, there you go. That's it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When, when he was, he was like, when they go and he has to tell the doctor he's having wet dreams and all kinds of stuff. Oh, man. 51st <laughs> so dates. Fifty first dates. I'm going to have to watch that again. I haven't watched it in a minute. Uh, so like, good. you know, my wife and I did watch a couple days ago, which was really good. I hadn't seen it in years. My cousin Vinny. <clears throat> I just caught the last half of that the other day and was like, I love Joe Pesci in this movie. Like when when the when the dude come, comes back, he's like, here's here's the money. Wow. That's what that's what you should yes. yes. Well, when he's up. When he's uh, with Marissa Tomei and she's the expert for the car, and he's like, now, Mrs. Right. Vito, is there more? Oh, yeah, there's totally more. There's this, 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 Pagetron traction. Oh, so good. So good. Honestly, so good. if anybody watched this has not seen My Cousin Vinny, what the hell are you doing? We're not hyping it up. We're just telling you it's that fucking good. You owe it to yourself. You owe it to yourself to take an hour or so, hour, 90 or so, and, and watch that. Absolutely dope. Absolutely. Oh man, this has been a great conversation. I knew it was going to be as epic as the first one. Dude, what can I say? I don't care what anybody says. You are my friend. I consider you family. You are a member of the Straight Talk family. So anytime you want to come back, we're going to do it again. And for anybody who's not following you on socials, like I said, Shane Taylor's Twitter is life for me. It's it's amazing. (laughs) It's entertaining. It's honest and it's real. And it's everything you need in Twitter. That's all the great things about Twitter. It's not the bullshit that comes with Twitter. It's just the greatness of Twitter. So please shout right. out, especially your Twitter, but shout out everything for them to follow you. At Shane216Taylor, that's T-A-Y-L-O-R. It's the same on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, finally got that back, you know, so awesome. 
Um, and all if anybody's in the merch buying mood, all the links to the merchandise are in the bios of those socials. Uh, got hats, jackets, baby onesies, anything you need. Uh, we got it for you. And uh, yeah, man, just it's been an incredible ride so far. Uh, I'm looking forward to doing this for as long as possible um, and continuing to just grow everything we've got going with STP um, and really giving something to the people that they can look back on it and, and say, those guys, you know, they, they, they carved out their own path in history. 150%. That is the truth. That is the greatness that is STP and the CEO of STP, Shane Taylor promotions. Thank you so much for joining me for another conversation today on straight talk wrestling. If you guys are watching this on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, help us grow, help us get bigger so we can keep bringing great conversations like this to you. As always, I'm your host, your boy, George McKay, peace, love and wrestling. See you next time. Peace. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to tune in next week for another great episode on all available podcast platforms and hosted on Podbean. Also, check us out on YouTube at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Instagram at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Facebook at Straight Talk Wrestling, and on Twitter at underscore Straight Talk. And if you feel the need to buy some sweet merch, check us out on ProWrestlingTees.com. Leaving the scene with no trace. Not in my lead. You out of place. I'm not at the top. I'm out of space. Can't eat with us. We're out of place. I'm doing fine. I'm feeling great. You're not my fan. You can't relate. Straight talk going state to state.